Chapter 24 And that was that. Well, almost. Elf, Jenny and James went home after the activities on the groin and the pier. The Archduke kept his word. The seagulls left the pier the next day, and the marina too. Flocks and flocks of them flew back down the coast to Portsmouth. The Duke went back to Jubilee Square, and back to stealing sandwiches from the hands of unsuspecting lunchers. Elf had indeed chosen the telescope at the Mega Grotto. Apparently, it would be delivered to the school after the Christmas holidays were over. The day after the Mega Grotto was Christmas Eve, and everyone was busy with their families doing Christmassy things. James noticed that the starlings had left Balfour School and were back roosting under the pier. Jenny noticed that there were not so many pigeons about, and none doing suspicious things. Christmas morning was damp and drizzly. James woke up later than usual. He was still catching up on lost sleep. He opened presents with his parents. One of them was a new penknife. It was Swiss, and even better than the one he'd given to Zen. As usual, lunch was running late. The weather had cleared up. He messaged Jenny to see how she was doing. She said that her aunt and uncle were over with Merlin, their dog. It was going crazy inside and needed a walk. They agreed to meet up in Preston Park. The park was busy enough, mostly other dog walkers and children with new bikes and footballs and toys. Merlin turned out to be a black and grey cocker spaniel. Jenny had a tennis ball and a bendy plastic thrower. They took the dog to the big field in front of the clock tower. The thing I don't get, James said, is why did everyone say that Crackwing was bad? He was one of the more reasonable animals. If I'd spoken to him under the pier when I first saw him, maybe we could have avoided the whole affair. No, it would not have stopped King Pigeon's plan, James said. I suppose not, Jenny said. Still, it would have been good to know we could have spoken to him when we were trying to stop King Pigeon. Jenny gave James the ball thrower. Maybe, but without the badger stone he might not have listened. James picked up the ball and fitted it into the thrower. That's true, Jenny said. We should go and see if Elf's around. Claudia might be able to shed some light on the bird's reputation. James flicked the ball high and far. Merlin sprinted after it and caught it on the second bounce. Jenny put Merlin on his lead and they left the park and crossed the road to the driveway that led to the bottom of Elf's garden. The first sign that something was wrong was the hole in the fence. It had been patched up. They took the pavement all the way round to the front of the house. James knocked on the door, which had been fixed. It had a new frame that was still bare wood. No one answered. She must have gone away for Christmas, maybe back to France, he said. They walked up to the top of the road, talking about the adventure and their Christmas presents. It was hard to believe that it was all over, and they wouldn't have to go sneaking around in the dark after school any more. When James got home, his dinner was ready. The second sign that something was wrong came over a week later, on the first day of the new school term. Elf didn't turn up to breakfast club. In fact, she wasn't at school all week. Maybe she's staying with relatives for an extra week, Jenny suggested on Friday lunchtime. I checked with some of the other year fives from her class, James said. 
They didn't know much, but one said they thought she was only visiting for the autumn term. Another one said that they thought she'd gone back to France and that her house was for sale. After school, they both went down to the house. That's where they found the third sign, a new for sale sign in the front garden. The doorframe had now been painted. James knocked. No answer. He tried the door. It was open. They walked inside. Hello? James called. Elf, are you home? Hey, Jenny said, pointing to an empty space in the hall. There's no mini armour. They went downstairs to the big kitchen. It was clean and empty. They went back up past the front door and up the stairs. Elf's trapdoor was closed. James called up. There was no answer, so he took the hook on a stick and pulled the ladder stairs down. Elf's room was empty as well, but it looked like most of her stuff was still around. Jenny checked the desk. Nothing unusual, except for one thing. Jenny picked it up and showed James. It was a roll of raffle tickets. Are they the same ones you saw in the PE cupboard? she asked. Yes he said. Jenny put the tickets back on the desk and sat down on the bed. James was looking out of the window. So she cheated the raffle to win the ticket to the Mega Grotto? Jenny asked. Looks like it. Maybe she didn't, but we'd have to ask her wherever she is. I hope she's not in trouble, Jenny said. I don't know what we can do about it if she is. They heard a noise from downstairs, the front door, people coming in, and voices. Elf! both children said at the same time. They left the bedroom, and James put the trapdoor stairs away. In the hallway by the front door were three people, a man in a suit with a clipboard, and two others, a man and a woman, a couple perhaps. Hello, said the man in the suit. I thought this place was unoccupied. We were just looking for our friend, Jenny said. Do you know what happened to the people that lived here? Me? No, I'm just an estate agent. I do know that the owners are not in the country. I think they're in France. The man in the suit looked at them, a little impatiently. Thanks, Jenny said. She turned to the other two. This place has great views of the park, and a big kitchen. She led James out through the front door. What do we do? she asked. Not much we can, James said. Except, maybe, you know, think of a plan and do some investigating. Perhaps we need some help from the rest of the Green Hands gang. They walked home, talking about what they should try first, who they should speak to, and who might help. When they reached the corner of Beaconsfield Road and Preston Drove, James stopped. On the pavement in front of him was a squirrel. A squirrel with no tail. And it looked like it wanted them to follow it. <laughs>